Hey guys, Laura here. I wanted to invite you to my Authenticity Workshop on Friday, May 24th. The title of this workshop is Authentic Expression and Why It Will Make You Wealthy. And I use the word wealthy not specifically in the traditional sense, although that's true as well, but also holistically wealthy, um, leading to a life of joy, abundance, and expansion. Because when we learn to authentically express, there's nothing more powerful. And once we learn it, and we bring it to our nurse coaching practice, it echoes into over into every other area of our life. So come for this interactive workshop. It's 30 bucks. You need to register. Link will be in the bio. Thank you. Welcome to the Successful Nurse Coach Podcast. On this podcast, Laura and Shelby both board-certified nurse coaches show you how to make as much money as you want in private practice as a nurse coach. All right, and welcome to the Successful Nurse Coach Podcast. It is Shelby and me here today. We are so excited for this episode. It, we were just planning it right before, which is what we do. And we realized it's the longest planning session we've ever had before <laughs> an episode. And so secretly we think it's it's going to be one of the best. And it's relevant to our newbies that just started in the mentorship. It's relevant to our, our mentorship that's going to be finishing up in June. We have really broken down and what the topic is, is the short game versus the long game. And we're going to break down what the short game is, kind of define it, what some of those activities look like, and then what the long game is, which is slightly different. And what we see nurse coaches wanting to do and how it actually is best to place these, these two strategies. Mm -hmm. Both of these approaches are important, um, but they kind of like the short game is more important in the beginning and you should be spending more time in short game activities versus long game activity. But there does come a time a few years down the road where you almost solely focus on long game activities. Like yeah. now where Laura and I are at, um, we are not actively putting out fires every day. We are not actively changing our programs every month, even, um, we just really get to focus on long game, longevity, sustainability, and tweaking our practice and focusing on things that allow us to do that. But for the first shoot, I don't know, several years, we we were definitely in short game mode all the time, all the time. Um, so we want to take some some time here today just to differentiate between the two and point out some points of resistance because we notice. And we have, we've fallen into this trap too. So I don't want to make it seem like Laura and I just magically avoided all of these learning opportunities, but um, a lot of people like to avoid <laughs> the short game and just go to long game stuff. And so we'll get into why, why we think people do that. Um, but let's start with short game. So the short game is, I don't love like hustle culture or urgency culture, but this is, this is the hustly part of your practice. This is when you first started, this is definitely the first year where you should be spending at least 80% of your time. And 
this is all messy action stuff. How many powerful conversations can you get on the books? How many connections can you have? We don't want you to be up at midnight. Facebook messaging people or calling or calling doctor's offices, like burning the midnight oil. But this is like where you should be tracking how many connections and powerful conversations and proposals that you are having. This is, those are like classic short game activities. Um, and yeah, we can get into some examples here, but like, I just want to like acknowledge that the short game is highly uncomfortable, especially right out of the gate. Yeah. And we haven't seen anyone be successful who didn't have a season of hustle. Mm-hmm. So this is it. Like the season of hustle is the short game. It is not sustainable. You aren't going to have to do it forever. Don't let your brain start telling you that, but get prepared to have a hustly part of your practice for the first year to two years. And everybody's different. You'll get to a place where you get to do more long game things, which is really, I think, what we all thought it was going to be when we first started. I know I went right to long game start uh, stuff when I first started. I thought it was going to be fun and feel good. And and then I realized I was doing all the wrong activities that would actually create clients because if you're not coaching, you don't have a business. So if you're doing all long game, but you have no paying clients or no calls on the books, then you're completely missing the point. And it's just really interesting to look at it from this perspective now in in this frame is that 80% of the time, it's not like you have to work a lot of hours, but the hours that you do work have to be doing these very predictable things that make people uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we aren't necessarily telling anybody who's been a listener of this podcast, really anything new here, right? It has always been very clear that Laura and I especially within the mentorship and the preceptorship, we focus pretty hard on like, how many people have you connected with this week? How many calls have you had? How many proposals have you had? What is your conversion rate? Because that is the only piece that matters in the beginning, right? You need a functioning email, a functioning bank account, and like a practice better setup. And then like everything else is connecting when with humans serving humans really powerfully and some other things that feed into the short game are doing social media posts with really strong calls to action right showing up consistently notice i'm not saying showing up 80 times a day i'm just saying showing up consistently so people know what you are doing they know what you are up to they know how you can serve them you do not have to have a niche for this part of things you can Really, the goal is like have a hundred powerful coaching conversations as quickly as you possibly can. And that usually takes people between like people who are intentional about this phase. It takes them about four to six months to do that. Um, but every every highly successful, every client that takes us off guard in in the financial success department embraces the short game like, like it's just a necessary part of the process. They don't yeah. fight it. They they do get uncomfortable. It brings up stuff for them. We support them through it, but like they know that this is just a means to an end, right? And the end being having a full client roster. So I remember even at the beginning of my practice that I was okay with showing up consistently on social media, but like reaching out and inviting people was where my biggest barrier was because I didn't want to get told no. And because I was interpreting the no as that people didn't like me. And as a people pleaser, that's my biggest, biggest trigger. Um, So like this does bring up 
like some programming for people that we get to, that's why it's so helpful to have a coach during this time is basically what I'm yeah. getting at here. Uh, because it sounds easy on paper, like go have a hundred coaching conversations and you're like, hell yeah. And then you like sit down to do it and you're like, that's this, <laughs> I don't, don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah. It's the, it's the hardest part and it's the rite of passage and there's no softer, easier way. And as we are moving into our fifth year of business with a different mentor, like it just gets reiterated to us by in a thousand different ways. And I hear different on different industries talking about this. Like I think what we're talking about long game, short game applies to any industry, not just the coaching industry. It's just entrepreneur being an entrepreneur in general. Mm-hmm. And like we have to embrace the suck. We just have to embrace the journey and get excited about marking off how many conversations we have instead of getting dopamine from immediate gratification from our bank account. We have to get our dopamine hits from something else. And we have control over how many people we invite and we have control over um, what actions we take. We don't have control over what people pay us in the first year, mm-hmm. I mean, ever really. But for another sure. great short game for people building their practice in person and not just online would be to begin hosting monthly workshops or events in your city, inviting participants into coaching calls within 48 hours after the event. So using like a meetup or promoting like a mindfulness workshop or healthy eating workshop or whatever you're into to begin to put you as a leader in your community so that people know who you are, what you do. And um, that won't do it. If you just do workshops, you're not going to have clients. Then the short game, the important part of that is afterwards, they have given their emails to be there that you follow up via email and or through messenger and you invite them into coaching conversations. So again, hosting the workshops, not for them to be completely blown away by your magnificence and then ask you mm-hmm. how to pay you. You're still going to have to invite you're still yeah. going to have to tugboat them in. So the short game is a lot about the tugboat and the long game is a lot about being the lighthouse and letting people come to you. And you get to do some long game stuff. So we think it's like 80-20. 80% of your focus is the short game. 20% can be the long game um, so that you're kind of hitting it from both both ways. What else? What else short game activities would you say would be great? Yeah. I think another good in-person one is like inviting people, um, like looking for, for people in your area that aren't necessarily in direct competition to you. We talk about this a lot in the preceptorship course of like, who else are holistic minded practitioners in your area that you can connect with? And I think where a lot of people get hung up here and it turns into the long game is people will reach out to holistic practitioners like massage therapists or holistic dentists or functional nutritionists. And they will just reach it, reach out to connect and then like hope that something happens in the future to where, how you can flip that into the short game is reaching out, connecting with people in person, and then inviting them into a conversation with you because it is so much easier for someone to understand what coaching is and how it can serve them if they experience a session and you're probably going to invite a lot of people that ghost you, right. Or that say no. And that's, that's okay. Um, but at least the off the opportunity still is on the table for them. If they ever, if they ever switch gears and some like really easy language to plug in there is like, Hey, so-and-so I just launched my practice. I'm building on word of mouth and referrals. And I would love to offer you a session with me. Like it gets to be 
that easy peasy. You don't need a brochure. You don't need a website. You don't need any of that stuff to invite people to conversations. And that can be in person or online too. Um, Just like keep it simple, keep it short, where the real magic happens and where the most of our clients experience that dopamine high is when they actually get into the coaching conversation. And that's fuel in the furnace for you to keep going, right? When you have these concrete experiences to be like, yes, this is really hard or making this vulnerable post makes me uncomfortable. But like, I know that it leads to me being able to coach people and, and we kind of get to complete, complete the circle, um, for our brains, which is really helpful. Yes. So strong follow-ups, strong call to actions, being consistent. Um, if you can just like commit to the short game hard for six months, nine months, like you will make more money than we are able to predict. I've seen it too many times now to like genuinely like 50, 60, 70 K in the first six months is completely possible because we've seen it happen multiple times. Yep. Yep. And it's always the the nurse coaches who embrace the short game. And and here's the thing, if you're listening to this and you're like, I'm not one of them, I'm one of Laura Shelby's clients or one of Amy or, or Cindy's clients or Amy frame or Sean's clients. And you're already thinking they're not talking about me because I'm going to be, I've been hanging out the long game. It's just be aware and switch gears, right? Like we can, you can have weeks where you realize you've done the long game and then have weeks where maybe you have more energy, you have more courage. Some weeks we got it. Some weeks we don't. It doesn't take a whole lot of, of action to create momentum. Like we've had clients inside of our coaching call who've been playing long game. I did this the other day. I called her out and said, Hey, can you spend the rest of this two hours after I've coached her, spend the rest of this two hours reaching out to everybody that's on your list and following up with everybody that you've been meaning to follow up with. Let's do all short game and then come back on and tell, tell us how you did. And then I've had people come back after two hours and have five calls booked. It takes yeah. like two hours. Yeah. 100%. That's my favorite thing to do. Whenever people are like, I have a list of people to follow up with. I'm like, great. Do that right now. Like, do not get off the call and, and find a reason not to because, oh man, y'all, your brain is just so tricky going to tell you all the reasons why you shouldn't, or it's not the right time, or you can do it tomorrow and like get after it today. Like oh, if yeah. you need a little kick in the pants, like let this be the little kick in the pants, um, that you oh, need. I and- remember not sending an email out because my signature wasn't right. And then I wanted to get a logo. And then I spent like <laughs> six hours creating a logo to put into my signature panel before I sent out my email. Crucial, crucial <laughs> team. <laughs> That, that client responded with their credit card number for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we're going to switch over to long game. So again, first year, 80% of your focus is short game. You get to start having a dominant long game focus in your practice when it is approaching full. Okay. Mm-hmm. So different strategies for different times for each person. So just know when you have zero clients, we're 80% short game. When we get to five clients, maybe we start to scale back and change it up a little bit. Um, but long game tends to be all the stuff you thought you were going to do. You thought all the, that's what you're going to do your first year in business. It was going to be great. And it looks a lot like uh, what we see people doing online, because if you're seeing any, if anybody is visible online, any coach in your network that's online and you're seeing, they're already in the long game phase. 
Yeah. So every coach you actually see, any marketing that is, is done to you is all in the long game phase. But I guarantee you that their first year, they weren't doing it that way. Correct. Correct. Yes. And so this looks like email marketing and private Facebook groups and um, podcasts, writing a book, creating blog posts, like all of these more creative outlets and like community building aspects mm-hmm. um, are are definitely a part of the long game. Now, where I kind of want to clarify a little bit is especially with Facebook groups, I <laughs> I still can't believe that these words left my mouth whenever Laura and I were newly partnering together. But Laura was like, hey, we should get a Facebook group. And we had just filled like our very first group of eight. And we filled our first group of eight with relative ease. But I wanted to keep it small and intimate. And the idea of also opening a Facebook group, I was like, F that. We don't need that. I don't want to, I don't want anything to do with a Facebook group. And Laura's like, well, I already made it. So like, we're, we're the successful nurse coaches now. Like that's how, that's how the name became uh, a thing. And holy shit. Like, I'm so glad that we did that because, um, not only does it give us a way to interact with people who don't know who we are yet, but it, it helps us build community. Right. And I think that every highly successful coach has this component of community and you get to do that over time. So like we opened our first, we opened the successful nurse coach Facebook group right after we had filled our very first group coaching container. And we have slowly over time built it to the almost 2000 people that it is now, um, and shown up in there consistently. But to be honest, like our Facebook group, even today, we have systems in place that that be a well-oiled machine, but it's, it's not our primary focus. Like it, it's not the first thing I dive into whenever I open up my computer. Um, I think that when you're new, starting a Facebook community is not a bad idea. Just know, like, don't let it be a time suck coming full circle on that thought there. Um, but that's an easy one. Like you can open a Facebook group in 10 minutes. It doesn't take, don't get into Canva and make a crazy banner. Don't don't get lost in it needing to be perfect or pretty. But um, that can be that can be a passive way to to funnel people into um, like an email list or a community where you can show up a little differently. A little bit more of creative outlets that we can that our coaches that we work with usually start tinkering with, with between year two and year three, our uh, podcasts is email marketing, depending on how big your social circle is or your community is. Um, They start partnering with local businesses or other groups within their community to be in service. We have a client that recently graduated working with us and they, like, she's been showing up so consistently online that somebody else in her community reached out and was like, Hey, can you host a, like a day retreat for this specific group of people? And she didn't have to do anything, right? She just set her price and was able to show up. Um, but that wouldn't have happened had she not spent two, two and a half years, like laying the foundation. And that person that reached out to her was like a total stranger. She, she didn't have any connection with her before. Um, so 
And I think that a lot of nurse coaches are really creative or are the creative type. So we, this is like work that is fun for us of like writing a really inspirational thing or, you know, thinking about the book we want to write someday. Like I'm not, we are not telling you not to work on those things. It's just like schedule your time appropriately because writing the book right now is not going to create clients for you. Even in five years, the whole idea behind coaches writing books is it to be a part of their marketing, right? Like it's a like one of the first steps of your funnel for people to learn who you are and build a connection with you. Um, so just keep all of those things in mind for, for the long game. Yeah. Yeah. And I think another long game approach too, is just realizing that you get to become a leader everywhere that you mm-hmm. already are. So choosing to step into more leadership at your church or your kid's school, or even at the job that you have, any opportunity to be in front of or to lead is part of the long game because being a successful coach, a successful nurse coach, there is an element of leadership there. And depending on your natural proclivity to being a leader, or if it's something you need to cultivate, it's always best to opt to be in leadership. And so that can be part of the long game too, that you can like, even in your first year of practice, choosing to be in leadership in something just so more people you're in front of more eyes and more people know who you are. And for us introverts, that can feel awful. But again, (laughs) this is something that over time doesn't feel overwhelming. So it can feel overwhelming with the thought, but over time, it actually just becomes who you are. And the long game's fun. Like the long game, everything that you do isn't to create a direct result to pay your bills that month. The long game is all about the person you're going to work with in six months, nine months, two years. Like the return on investment is so much higher because it's multiplied over and over and over again. And and we can do some of it in the beginning, but what we see is that the brain will constantly have you go to the safer long game activities. And you choose those when you are quote unquote working in your business. Yeah. Yeah. Long game stuff within the first year is a really epic way to burn time. Like it's, it's a way to tell yourself that you're working without having any return on your time investment, like financially in your practice. And like, we've, we did this. We, we, (laughs) Laura, Laura and I both like spent too much time on long game stuff in the beginning. Um, and it wasn't like our practices probably really didn't shift gears in the financial department until we shifted focus and really embraced the short yeah. game stuff. Um, Ooh, I just thought of one we didn't add. Cause I hear this. I'm starting to hear this on application calls. I want to create a digital course. Mm, it's not coaching. Yes. <laughs> That's my spicy yeah. take <laughs> on that. Well, Right. And and not that it couldn't be part of your brand and part of your income and not that it's bad or not that you shouldn't do that. But if you don't know how to do short game, there's no way for you to even sell your, you could spend 40 hours on a digital course just because you make it doesn't mean anyone will buy it. The short game mm-hmm. is also the way that you sell digital courses. So right. regardless of the direction you're going, you still can't get around the short game. It's just like important skills that you have to, that you have to have. Right. And yeah, the reality is, is you still have to sell your course or your ebook or your thing, like whatever the lower level offer may be. You still have to know how to sell it. You still need a niche 
I've, and I really think that also too, I mean, we have a course, I'm totally not throwing mud on having a course at all. I think it can be a great tool at the right time. Uh, but if you don't already have a strong niche out of the gate, which most coaches do not, some do, I would say probably now more than ever, a lot of people actually are super clear on what they want to do, but a lot of coaches don't. And so if you created a course, like, are you going to know how to market it? Like who, who is going to buy it? If you do not have a community to sell to, then, then it, then it's just a pretty thing on your Google drive, which also is a bummer. Uh, but I think that you can 100% start utilizing that and have an active audience to sell it to within like 18 months, if not sooner. Yeah. Like it's, it's not really that far down the line. Uh, it's just not what we recommend Especially if you want to coach, like, especially if nurse coaching is your passion and how you want to help people. Um, I don't recommend starting there. Yeah. So if, if you know, you want to work on your course, then I would, and you only have 10 hours a week to work on your business, then that means you only get two hours a week to work on your course and eight hours a week is doing all of the short game stuff. So as long as you're intentional about it, if you didn't want to wait, you won't, you don't have to wait. Um, I think that, you know, everybody's a little bit different, but I hope what's coming across here is that there's no bridge to the long game without first mastering the short game. And so really, if you think about long game stuff and that's where your passion is, that's where you get excited. You really just want to be able to sell courses and not work that many hours. Like if that's where we're going, the eventual place that we're going, which is totally fine. um, The the fastest way to get there is to spend your time on short game. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Because through the short game, you're going to get super clear on your niche. You're going to get super clear on who you are extra potent at serving, right? Like all of those things are super necessary for your course. And kind of how this has played out for us is like through how many clients did we have before we made the preceptorship? Like, I don't know, 30, maybe more, maybe 40. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere when we started working on it and without working with those 30 to 40 clients. You could not have made a business course. That would have been ridiculous. Heck no. Like heck freaking no. Because working with real people gave us such insight on like common resistance points, common barriers, what was actually important for us to put in the course and what was just fluff that we could trim out. Like it was so, so helpful. And we also learned a lot about ourselves too, of like who we really enjoy working with as well, right? Like who were our A teamers, who were our B teamers and who was like, like, I don't, I don't like to rank our clients because I genuinely have enjoyed helping everybody. But like, I think that we have an affinity for like, if you want to create X type of practice, that gets me super excited to where like, if you want to create um, an in-person practice or a functional med practice, like you, there might be a better resource for you. Like we really enjoy helping online-based coaches who who really step into like the transformational coaching, the the mindset work, the life transformation, the deep inner work. That's who we like to support. Yeah, yeah I think. I mean, we haven't said this yet publicly, but I think that 
we could honestly say that we can help health coaches, but you have to be a transformational health coach. Right. If you want to be have a clinic practice, then your short game and long game look different than what we just described. If mm-hmm. you want to be seen as a clinician that people come to you and you tell them what to do and you prescribe treatment plans, that's not the transformational space. That's a medical practice. And uh, not that you can't change people's um, health through transformation. You absolutely can, which is why I, I love this. this is why I got involved in this. Um, but if if you're looking at being an expert and not a an agent of change, then our method is probably not the cleanest, fastest method to get you to where you want to go. Um, and we wouldn't have known that actually until now. Like we're mm-hmm. just we're still learning. We need to probably go into the preceptorship and update it sometime this year because it's changed because we have more data. And so from a perspective now of looking back, every client you ever work with will help you create that intellectual property that you want. And it's not just the nurse coaches that Shelby and I worked with. It's all the other clients that we worked with too. And it was the sales process of being with all those other clients that, that taught us what we what we needed to know. And you can't learn without action. You know, my husband is reading all these real estate books and I'm listening to like real estate podcasts. And I'm like, it's just like coaching. It's, ex- it's just another cult. Like it's a, it's a real estate cult. <laughs> you have the yeah. nurse coach cult and you have the real estate cult. And, and it's everything they say is exactly the same. Clarity comes through action, short game versus long game. You got to suck. You got to be willing to have deals that go bad. You have to be willing to lose money. You have to be willing to fall flat on your face. You have to create relationships. Like mm-hmm. it's anyone who's nailed it in that industry has the exact same qualities and or strategies as coaches that nail it in our industry. It's a trip to see all these different industries cross over. So who knows as an entrepreneur where you end up, but if you can focus on the short game for a year in private practice, it will completely change the trajectory of your entire life because the skills you'll have are translatable to anything you'll ever do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's a, I hope, I know that we're getting like a little all over the place here at the end, but I hope that this is resonating for people. And if you need like a good adjustment on your compass of where you're at right now. Like you are, the light bulb has gone off. You've been sitting in the long game and you're like, Oh, maybe this is why I've had no return of investment since I've started. And then we can, can focus that energy somewhere else for just like, I mean, 12 months is not that long team. It's really short. It'll, you can still work on long game stuff, but focusing the majority of your time elsewhere. Uh, again, we've just, seen that that is why people are successful is because they embrace the short game and then they actually get to step into the long game way sooner than we ever would have anticipated, right? Like we have had clients within their first year be able to quit their job, book out their calendar. And whenever we say like have a full client roster, we're talking about between like eight and 10 one-on-one clients. Like it's not, it's not some astronomical list. And potentially even less than that, depending on what your income goals are. But we've had people quit their job, have a full client roster, and then also be able to create and launch and sell their their membership, right? Like their course. Like we've had people absolutely do that all within the first 12 months because they hustled in the beginning, because they embraced the the first the first phase of this process. So um we we find that people hide in the long game that they think that the long game is what's going to create more confidence and like as professionals as nurses 
all of this stuff is like really professional, right? A podcast, writing a book, creating a blog, email marketing. We get to like put on that professional mask and hide behind it when what people are actually like so craving and what your clients are craving as like the authentic, messy version of you in all of your glory, the highs and the lows, because it gives people hope that they can that they can have what you've created too. Yes. It's a subconscious way to hide because we want to skip over phase one and go right into phase two because phase <laughs> two is better. And there's no way to do that. And and Shelby and I always say this, that when we find that, we will share it. We will eat crow. We will take the preceptorship down and <laughs> wipe out this podcast, say, hey, we were wrong and you don't have to do phase one. You can go, we figured out, we figured out the secret system to 100K in six weeks, like, like so many coaches do. Once we find someone who does that and it's actually true, we will happily, happily share it with you and eat crow. But um, we hope that you take a moment pause wherever you are in your practice and just reflect back on the last week, two weeks, and how much have you been playing in the long game and how much have you been playing in the short game? And that course correction could be the thing. Mm -hmm. Short game, two hours a week, like intense little spurts of short game. That's That'll move the needle forward in your practice faster than anything else you could possibly do. And, and we see it over and over again. And that's what we want for you guys. That's why we do this podcast to begin with, because we want you to win. Yeah. Right? Here, if you hear nothing else, if we've just rattled you and now you're mad at us, hear nothing else but what Laura just said. Two hours of short game in little spurts will move the needle forward faster than anything else. Like literally three to four, two hour spurts a week is actually it. Like that's all... If you can have a hyper-focused two-hour chunk of time every day, that's what we're talking about here, right? That's that's the hustle part that we're talking about. And for most, that is super achievable. I know that you, if you go into your phone right now and you look up how much time you've been spending on Facebook and Instagram scrolling, it's probably more than two hours every day. <laughs> oh <my laughs> Me too. <laughs> that's how I know it's true. Uh, all right, team. Awesome. Well... Yes. I hope that this is helpful, that this provides um, a different perspective of just like how to view using your time and how we help people in our, in our containers. And if you have any questions, come find us in our Facebook group, the successful nurse coaches. We'd love to have you. We make posts every week about our podcasts and that's a good, like on that thread is a really good place to post insights or questions. And we, we can support you in that space. Uh, but yeah. Anything else you want to add before we hop off? Uh, no, just keep winning and then tell <laughs> us about it. Like, tell us about it. We want to hear. We we love it. We got a, a a text from one of our year two peeps this week that she's not even through the month and she's at 31K and she has another proposal out. And not that it's all about money, but like that's the result of two hour short spurts of short game. Mm-hmm. That's astronomical, insane amounts of 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 income and impact is on the other side of that. And I think Shelby and I take our role of like a we were like little nurse coach shamans, like bringing you through phase one <laughs> into phase two. It's what it, it's what lights us up, and we want to hear about it. So make sure you come to the Facebook group and and not only complain about what's not happening, but also come in and just brag about your wins and your first paid client and and all those things. Cause we love hearing about those too. 
Heck yeah. Heck yeah. All right, team. It was good to be with you here today and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.